Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And hey, welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl and I'm rolling on it, rolling on it, rolling on it. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, NFL Draft is right around the corner. Thursday, it's actually going to be on um, major TV. Well, I think Fox Networks ha- has the NFL Draft this year. It's a big deal. You know, and I was just thinking about last year's NFL draft compared to what we're going on this year. And the first two picks of last year's draft was Miles Garrett went to um, uh, the team that has the first pick this year, the Cleveland Browns. And Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky went to the Chicago Bears with the second pick as a quarterback. And I'm thinking this year, you know, when we look at this year's NFL mock draft, a lot of these teams are, a lot of these mock drafts, they have the Cleveland Browns taking a quarterback this year, Josh Allen out of Wyoming. You know, a lot of people talk about the strength of this kid's arm, but I just really think, and I think the level of competition that you play up, play against has a lot to do with, with uh, how well you play the game. You know, I don't care. I don't care who you, how well you throw the ball. If if you got a guy coming at you, two a defensive tackle coming at you weighing two hundred eighty pounds or two hundred fifty pounds, uh, it's a big difference when these guys are when Alabama is coming at you every day. Nothing to take away from um, from Josh Allen and Wyoming, um, the competition that they play out there. I just don't think that he has um, played at the. The le- not, I'm not gonna say level. He just has not been in the in the spotlight enough to be the first pick taken in this draft. And just like we felt we felt about Trubinsky last year, when, when Chicago took him, people were like, "What in the world is going on? Who is this guy?" So I really look at that pick as a, a, a shocking pick to me for Cleveland. If they took Miles Garrett last year, Miles Garrett. I don't think he played three games because he was injured a lot of the season. Now, when you looked at Miles Garrett coming out of Texas A&M, he was a tall, linky kid, and that don't work a lot in the NFL. You know, it just it just it just don't work in the NFL because these guys are huge up front. I mean, it's it's like <clears throat> excuse me, it's almost like it's not like a a refrigerator. You're talking about two deep freezers stacked on top of each other. That's what these offensive linemen look like nowadays. And they move like cats. I mean, these cats, these guys are big, they fast, and they super strong. So you have to have not only strength as a defensive end, but you gotta have some kind of not only speed as a defensive end, because Miles um, Garrett, it's obvious that he has the speed because he's a tall, linky guy. But does he have the strength? to come through with a rip technique and get to a quarterback in the inside? Or does he always have to run outside of a double stack, double, a double, a double stack deep freezer? You know, come on. It's hard to run around these guys in the, in the NFL. If all you're going to do is a speed rush, speed rush, speed rush, outside, outside, outside. So um, 
I, I think John uh, Miles Garrett, he still may have problems this year staying healthy because he's not going to, he just don't have a body type to play the position that they want him to play. And that's put his hand on the ground and speed rush. I really think that um, the Browns should have went in a different direction. I think they should have went and got one of those quarterbacks, uh, a proven quarterback from this, from this year's NFL draft. And, uh, and I, I throw... I throw the Super Bowl champs um, name out a lot. They're, they're backup quarterback. Um, but I really think that um, the Browns should have made an effort to get to, um, to, to get a better quarterback. Hey, uh, we have a call on the line. Who's, uh, who do we have on, Josh? Vince. What's happening, Vince? Hey, Mr. Allow yourself. Man, I'm doing real good. What you think about this NFL draft? What's good? What's going on in your world? The Miami Heat are in the NBA playoffs and trying to trying to do a little something. What's going on with you, Vince? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I, I the reason I call the show, I got my friend son here with me. His name Darrell, and he go down to University of Miami and watch all y'all um 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 scrimmage and spring practice and stuff, and I want to do the talk to him and ask him about his opinion, what he think about the team. And hey. his, his name, his name Daryl, too. We love new callers, Vince. Daryl, what's happening, Daryl? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, Daryl, this is your brother, Daryl. I just want to say hello, man. Hey, man, I just want to say hello to you, too, man. Love to you. I appreciate it. I, hey, it's all about the you, baby. I was down there over the weekend. I saw the, I saw a lot of my former teammates and some of my, some of the guys that played back in the forties and the fifties, sixties, seventies, all the way up to the two thousand. Had a chance to see one of my one of my greatest hurricanes of all time, in my opinion, is Chuck Foreman, a legend for the Minnesota Vikings. Went to four Super Bowl with him, never won one, but I had a chance to meet him and had a chance to talk to him. Hey, but Daryl, what you think about this year's quarterback? competition at University of Miami. You know, we got Malik, who took us to 10-0 last year. You know, he's coming back. But this kid, um, um, this kid, Nakasi Perry, is, he looks, he looks like he's gained 15 pounds, and he looks like a real, real star in the making. I'm telling you. What you think about it? Hey, you know what? I, I agree with that. Like, I feel like he got, like, first-round athleticism. Only thing about Perry is he got. I feel like he got to work from what I saw in the spring game. He got to work on his accuracy. You know, he kind of got the same issues that Malik Rozier got. His, you know, his accuracy is a little sporadic. You know what I mean? But um, I still think he got the goods, though, man. If he can get that together between now and fall camp, I don't see why he should take the job because he can do stuff that Jaron Williams and 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 Perry and um uh, Rozier and uh, what's the, uh, the other quarterback Weldon. He can do stuff they can't do. So I, I, I like Perry. But Darren Williams, man, he is – I know he's a true freshman, though, but, man, his accuracy, he, he looks like he got the goods, man. So I think Perry, he got he to gotta hurry up and step up, man, for Darren come and take something. Hey, and that, that's, that's the word down there, too. And uh, as a matter of fact, he got one of the awards for the spring, uh, Darren Williams, uh, the quarterback. So uh, he, we're, we're expecting some big things from him, too. You know, but – I, I really think going into the season, 
leaving the spring. Malik Rozier, he is our quarterback. You know, he took the Hurricanes to 10-0 last year. Uh, 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 some waters so deep that we hadn't been in in a long, long time. And I think we just can't really turn our back on him. You know, some people, there's some reports out there that he had a shoulder injury late in the season. And that's why his accuracy was not as well as it um, as maybe it should have been or could have been. But, you know, uh, I, I think I think it's his job to lose. I, I really think that um, um, I, t- I had a chance to meet um, Homer while I was there, too. Yeah. You know, and, and he, he's a bigger guy than I thought he would have been, man. He, he, he's gotten bigger. Because I remember yeah, last I year he didn't he didn't look muscle. that big. Um, I, you can see he put on some muscle when I was at the spring game. Me and my homeboy was talking about it. Yeah, he, he put on some muscle, man. Since, since the end of the season, since the bowl game, you can see he put yeah. on good ten pounds. He was yeah, actually he's, my uh, homeboy cousin that I went there with. My homeboy cousin, you know. So I ain't got a chance to meet him in person, but um, seeing him seeing him down on the field, man. Yeah, he he definitely got big. I think he's gonna be the man at running back. And I do oh. have to agree with you over Rozier, though. Real quick, I do want to agree with you with, about Rozier. He, he he started, he got the experience, he know what to do, he know where to go with the ball. Um, I think he'll see the field better because of his experience. He's not going to probably choke up in big games. I think um, one of the young quarterbacks got to really, I mean, really, really impress and take off to take the job from him, though. You know? Oh, yeah, and that's not going to happen, you know. And this man is coming up on his senior year. Mark Rick going to give him every opportunity. He's going to have to lose that job. You know, I don't think yeah. any one of them guys going to step up and take it. But uh, at the same time, uh, we're losing a, a, a big part of our offense for the last, I don't know how many years. And uh, I was just looking at the NFL draft from la- from last year, 2017, and Dejoku went to, um, I think it might have been the Browns in the first round. But yeah. the tight end position, you know, I asked a guy that was sitting at my table because I, we had dinner with all with the whole team was there, and um, we had certain players sitting at the table with us. And I asked, "Well, who's the best tight end we have this year?" And he said, uh, "Right now, it's um, Michael Irvin Jr." You know, and it was no doubt who he said the, the starting tight end is Michael Irvin Jr. And so, um, we expected some big things out of Michael Irvin Jr. simply because that position is just so so valuable to our offense for so many years. Uh, Michael Irvin Jr. has stepped up this year, too, and I think he will. I, th- I think he can step up. Um, I think he's definitely got the talent. Uh, sometimes uh doesn't look like he always had a focus. Um, I know he, he better get it together because um, that young boy, uh, what's his name, Brevin Jordan, coming from out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gordon, man, he a beast. He's a beast, and he already got the size. He already... You know, 6'3", 240, 250. He's running like a wide receiver, man. So, um, I, Michael Irvin had a lot of drops in the spring game, but I saw he had on uh, the last scrimmage um, this past weekend. He had five kicks for uh, like six some yards. So, I mean, he can get it together, and he got the experience. So, I give him the nod in that. But he, he you know, you know, yeah, you know how do you do it, man? It's all about competition. So, you know, he's got to embrace some competition, man, and uh, raise his level when the freshman come in there. Because uh, and the other guy, Mallory, he'll be too. So. You know, he got to put it together. But I, I think he can do it. I know he got the talent. I saw him play at St. Thomas, so I know he can do it. And I want to see him do it. You know, that, that name he has resonates with the youth, Mike Irvin Jr. That's all he got to do is, you know, say the name. So I know he got the goods, man. <laughs> well, you know, he can add a, and you're right. Um, the competition builds strength and builds a team. You know, and we only get great when the guy behind you is damn good. 
are really, really good. You understand? Know that that makes you better. When you know you got to go out there every day and your job is on the line, hey, you're only going to get better, man. And so, um, um, and I hear the same thing about this kid, um, Brevin Jordan, that uh, he comes out at like a wide receiver. And, and um, this is a kid that um, I think Shockey was working with or um, talked to him at one point when he was down there last uh, last year for the, the uh, Friday Night Lights or whatever they call it in when they let the high school kids come down and play with them or practice. Oh, so, yeah, I think you're talking about the Paradise Camp. Paradise Camp, that's it. <laughs> hey, man, we love it when New Hurricane fans come on the show. Love it. Gotta love it. Yep. And, Daryl, um, um, before we let you get out of here, man, I, I had a chance to talk to Mark Rick. I, I love what he's doing down there. I had a chance to talk to uh, Coach Brown. He's uh, That's the running back coach. Came with him from Georgia. Yeah, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. I, I really like what he's doing. Um, you know, the kid, uh, Lorenzo Langard, he's from up this way, up in Orlando, Central Florida area. Uh, they say he could be the number two running back. He will be the number two running back. And he, he came out early to go to college down at U. So... Hey, man, we're expecting big things. Um, Coach Rick is building the program. Uh, they were ahead of schedule last year. I looked at the schedule this year. Um, I didn't see a whole lot on the schedule that can take us out, but the first game is going to be very important, LSU in Texas. Yep. Yeah. September. You, you, you know that, for the most part, I mean, that, that, that schedule is coming down to LSU, Florida State, Virginia Tech. You know, and then, you know, you always going to maybe struggle with the conference game on the road unexpectedly like they did at Pittsburgh, but, you know, you got to pull those games out when you don't play your best. But uh, that's, I, I, mean, I don't see no team on the schedule they can't beat, you know. I said the same thing when I looked at it. I hate to say things like that, but I, I said the same thing when I looked at that schedule. And, uh, and you're right. It was LSU, Florida State, and Virginia Tech. And, um... I think we play Virginia Tech on the road. Florida State is at home, and the LSU game is a neutral site where we're the home team in Texas at Arlington Stadium. Yeah. And I can tell you right now that, that that's going to be like a road game because um, uh, those fans from LSU, you know, Louisiana right next to Texas, so they're going to make that. And it's probably about a six, six, seven-hour trip, something like that, maybe eight hours at the most. You know, they're going to make it out of that, you know. But, um, they, hey, man, they... You know, they got their experienced team. They've been through the fire last year. They saw what it was like to be on the national stage. So I expect them, um, you know, handle the situation maturely, you know, and come in there ready to play uh, game one. I don't really think LSU got nothing for them if they, if they focus and they're ready. Hey, I really think they're focused. I think they're ready. Um, I, co- I, I think Coach Diaz has this team really confident and um, not a whole lot of, you know, um, you don't see these guys kind of like acting out or, they're really humble young men when you see them together. And I think that's important. And um, I think he's doing an excellent job down there as well. So this team is, is on the rise, man. And I think this is a team now that you're not, you're not just going to overlook. No, you have to take UM serious. You have to take Miami serious now. And um, we're, on our, we're on our way, man. We really are. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So now, Daryl, before we let you get out of here, now, um, what do you think the strength of the UM team is going to be this year? I think if they can stay healthy, because they're 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 a little thin with depth um, at defensive end, 
But I think if they stay healthy, I think the defensive line is, is, is going to be crazy nasty. I'm, um, I know it is that a lot of people thought, like a lot of other fans I was talking to thought that um, Greg was over probably um, redshirt because, you know, Kenny was in high school. But lo and behold, he came in the spring, uh, what, 235? He like six 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 seven, And um, yeah. he came it up, man. He came it up. And you put, he played a skill position in high school. You know, wide receiver safety. So you put that type of speed and athleticism at defensive end along with those other guys, you know, Jackson boys. And, you know, uh, I expect um, uh, Willis to step up this year. I really like Ford, man. I saw him play at Dillard. And I live right here in Lauderdale. So I, I saw him play a couple of times, man. I really like him. I love what they got on the D-line, man. I think the D-line could be better than last year, even though they lost uh, the two big boys, uh, Norton and uh, McIntosh. So I'm looking forward to seeing that D-line ball. Hey, I am too. I really am looking forward to that D-line. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, man, there's some players out there. I think this kid, um, uh, Derek Smith, a defensive back out of Jacksonville, he plays uh, safety. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, he's he's a big-time hitter. And and I and I really yeah. like this kid, Amari Carter, out of Palm Beach. He gonna, he gonna, you're going to see a lot from him this year too. He is a real yeah. big-time hitter and, uh, and a smart kid too. So I, I really think both of them kids going, and, and both of them are sophomores, uh, and both of them got a little bit of playing time as true freshmen last year. So um, they they they're really going to be hungry and 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 ready to go. I think we're going to see a lot from these cats this year, man, down there at the U. Hey, Daryl, we're here every week, man, yeah. on Sports Info UM. All across the world, you already heard me. You hear what I'm telling you? So I'm telling you, man, give us a call every Monday night, 888-346-9144. We got to take a commercial break, Darrell, but you want to give a shout-out to anybody before we get out of here? All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we out of here. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're talking big game adventures this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. While most seasons are still months away, that doesn't mean we can't start preparing for our fall pursuits right now. Joining us is Jenna Waller, host of Skullbound TV, Derek Ratliff, president and founder of Horizon Firearms, plus Tom and Nick of Become One. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Van on the line. Van is a big-time Jaguar fan. Van, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. No, nah, it's been a minute, man, but it's good talking to you. Really good talking yeah, to well, you. Yeah, well, after Super Bowl, I had to wait until uh, draft week came up, you know. Hey, hey man. Uh, before what? I uh, called you, I was uh, watching TV. I was, uh, I've had a docudrama about Joe Paterno. Did you have a chance to see it? Uh, well, I don't have a lot of cable, but I have, and it's on HBO. I'm, I'm going to see it eventually. I know I am. I hear, I hear it's really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, Al Pacino plays uh, Paterno. Yeah. And actually, I never thought about it, but there is a similarity. It is. And, when, and I heard, you know, I heard, um, I heard um, bits and pieces of it on public radio. Yeah. Uh, I listen to public radio quite a bit. And um, he sounds a lot like him in yeah. the movie. Yeah, he sounds a lot like him in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember... Um, well, growing up, I, I grew up in South Jersey, and the biggest thing near our area was Penn State football. You know, uh, none of the other schools in the area were really, you know, doing much as far as uh, big-time football. And uh, it was a big deal, Paterno. And uh, very sad how his uh, career ended. Yeah, it is. Very sad. You know, I'll but tell you a story. down at the end anyway. I've, like when he won his uh, 409th game, that's what I was just watching. They just barely beat Illinois. And uh, I think his, uh, like his last 10 years, I, I, I think uh, they dropped off in their recruiting. And uh, they were just uh, above average. It's like they were just trying to pump him along so he could uh, break his record. Yeah, but he broke it, and uh, you know, good for him. But there's you know, always it, that question: Who's better coach, him or uh, Bear Bryant? Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson, you could throw him <laughs> in there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all depends on strength of schedule. Yeah, because because um, Bear well, Bryant back then, from what I understand, Southeast Conference wasn't like it is now. It wasn't exactly a powerhouse conference. Is that right or wrong? You know, I'm talking about back in the 60s when uh, Alabama was winning everything. Yeah, but just think. During those times, they could only have, like, two black guys or four black guys on a team. And here Eddie Robinson had players like, um, 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 not uh, not mean joke, Doug Williams. I'm talking about before that. I'm talking yeah. about players like, um, um, man, who's the meanest guy to ever um, ever play the game? Uh, so, uh, like a middle linebacker? No, defensive line. He's from Florida, Orlando, Florida, somewhere. Oh, man. I think I know who you mean, but I can't. I can't pick the name. Well, they had a lot of players that probably would have gone on to the pros 
But that, and yeah, and a lot of them did go on to the pros. And, and that's my point is that, you know, he, uh, Eddie Robinson, he would have probably, with the guys that he had, if he would have been playing some of those teams like Alabama or, yeah. you know, he would have probably been putting it on them. You know, yeah. because he yeah. had some of the but greatest teams. But didn't schedule him. You know, that was it uh, couldn't schedule. the South back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I throw his name in there all the time. You know, um, so and and so I think he has to be thrown in there from time to time. And a yeah. lot of these guys were trying to break his record. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Eddie Robinson was the winningest coach in college football, and and, and um. Bobby Bowden, they took his job before he was able to break it. Joe Paterno broke his record, and yeah. then and then and and then they took some of Joe Paterno's games away. That's right. I forgot. So that. I think. So I think so Eddie Bobby, Robinson so who is, is it. the all-time Bobby Bowden. No, it's actually some guy, some co- some small-time college coach. Yeah, but Eddie but Robinson. I mean, you know, it, it, how can you take somebody from a small-time college with a million wins and compare him to? other programs, you know. But uh, I guess you can argue out. But anyway, uh, did you want to talk about Jaguars? Sure, I love talking about them Jaguars. So who, if you're Jaguars, if you're Tom Coughlin, who would now, you know, everybody talks about who should, they should take and all this and that, but the problem is they don't pick till the 29th round. So it's kind of like a moot point because the top five guys they wanted could be all taken by then. So if you're sitting at number twenty nine, <laughs> who would let's assume in the player you want is still there? Who who would you take? Oh man, <laughs> you know with with um with the Jaguars, it's it's, it's hard to say. Um, I don't think they're gonna take a quarterback. But if I tell you this, if Lamar Jackson is sitting at twenty nine, I gotta take him. Okay. Just just to put a little heat under my quarterback. You know what I mean? Well, they and I signed that guy from Cleveland, Cody Kessler. Of course, you could always drop him. Yeah, and I'm saying, and, and Lamar Jackson could sit on the, on, the, on the practice squad for a year. Yeah. You know, and, may, and maybe next year he'll be trade bait or something. But I think I'd, if I had, if I had the 29th pick, because you don't, you know, he, he's no real threat to, um, to our current quarterback, so I think I'd take him. I, I think I'd take a look at him anyway. Well, if you uh, usually if you uh, pick on somebody in the first round, you're picking them to start, you know. I, and I don't think uh, if you brought Jackson in, you know, they, they've come a long way with Bortles. You know, it hadn't been an easy road. And, uh, you know, like they were talking, uh, uh, who's that guy from uh, Dallas, uh, the Dallas dropped um, wide receiver, you, you know. Oh, Des Bryant. Des Bryant. You know, I don't know. I you know. I, don't I know. remember watching him on know. sidelines in Dallas games. You know, yelling and screaming at quarterbacks yeah. and coaches. You know, he's you not a good fit that. for Jacksonville. He's not a, Tom Coughlin. He's not a Tom Coughlin kind of kind of no, guy. No, but Coughlin when we think about last year's first round draft, right? We think about the number one player was Miles Garrett. The number two player was uh, Mitch Trubisky. You mean two years ago? No, last year. Well, and last then year Fournette. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the number the, the first two players selected in that draft. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Now Fournette was taken like um, 
He, I can't remember. He was like number twelve or something like that. Five. But he was five. Okay, he was a running back taken at number five. Now, Fournette was probably one of the few players that we can think about that were standout players. Deshaun Watson was taken by the Houston, by Houston, not necessarily yeah. to start, but just to be a. Uh, 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 a, a quarterback. I guess if you're going to take him in the first round, you expect something from him. I agree. But well, they finally those... got in there when uh, who was it? Savage got hurt. Exactly. Not until and, uh, Watson got hurt and he was done for the season. You know, Watson's yeah. good though. I think Jaguars going to have a lot of problems with him. Oh yeah, the, the Jags are definitely going to have a lot of problems with him. So I'm saying, I think, I think taking a quarterback late like that is not a is 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 not a bad choice. You know, even yeah. when you look at the, the Browns took two first round picks last year, and neither one of them did anything. Miles Garrett and uh, uh, David Dejoku. Um, well, you know, it's funny you say that, but sometimes players get drafted. Unfortunately, by the wrong teams. You know, your top draft picks go to the worst teams. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's, it, you know, this guy, Miles Garrett, he could be a great player. Bring him down to Jacksonville. You know, he'd be great. But I'm unfortunately, not... they get stuck in these towns. He probably won't show his true worth until a few years later when he becomes a free agent and ends up with somebody that's a contender. But that's just the nature of the uh, business. You're right. And now this kid, I think this kid, Brady Chubb, is going to be the best player in this year's draft. Who's that? Yeah. Um, Bradley, Bradley Chubb out of, out of um, North Carolina State. He's projected what is to be what the position? defensive end. Really? Yeah. yeah he, he, the, name one, the name one familiar. Yeah, he, he is. I saw him playing college for a few years. And I think yeah. he's definitely going to be the most productive player in this year's draft. Denver, they have them taking uh, Baker Mayfield, quarterback out of Oklahoma. I don't see yeah. him being productive at all in the NFL draft. Um, yeah. The Jets, they have him take. They have they have them taking this USC quarterback, Sam Donald. Yeah, I think and he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good. I really do. And I think he's going to a team that's good enough. They're on the they're on the they're on the edge of doing something in New York. I, I really think um, Josh um, jo- Todd Bowles has that team on the edge of doing something big in New York. Now the Giants they have them taking Shaquan uh, Barkley, but hey, the Giants are what? This is their third coach in what three years now? Come uh, on, yeah. I, I, it's, it's and the Cleveland Browns are taking another quarterback in the first round, Josh Allen. Uh, that's that's a mock draft. Um, the Los Angeles Times mock draft is is what that is. Yeah, so, I don't understand that. I don't either. I you mean, know, I, I mean, just it's, it's like you're a big fish in a small pond when you're playing at Wyoming. You know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of it's based on the strength of schedule. You know, uh, I'm not talking about teams, but I'm talking about players. When when you're trying to match match them up, I mean. How can you compare a guy quarterbacks at Miami uh, with a guy at quarterbacks at Southern Cal that's in a pro-type offense? And playing, some, and playing UCLA and Penn State, you know, and Oregon, Notre Dame. Florida State, Notre yeah. Dame, yeah. you know what I mean, Ohio State, 
you know, Michigan, this, that's the competition that he plays every week. Right. So it's, it's, you know, I can't say the same thing about that kid coming from Wyoming. He, I don't see him playing. I mean, I I don't know South Dakota state, I guess probably where that Carson Wentz is from. That's probably, maybe that's teammate play. It's real good, but where are they? What what division are they? They're not division one. Are they? No, I guess Wyoming. They're, is. they're Division One. Yeah, they're Division One. Yeah, hey, they one, um, yeah. the Jaguars. They have the Jaguars taking tight end Hayden Hurst out of um, out of South Carolina. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick. They need a tight well, end. See any tight end. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, I think the fact that he's from this area. I didn't realize he uh, graduated from bowl school. Yeah, but I like the idea that he was a basketball player, which means he's got good hands. Uh, I, don't, I, I hope he has good hands. You know, if he's going to be playing tight end for the Jaguars, and I hope yeah, he can block yeah. a little bit. You know, yep. yeah. Hey, hey so uh, fan, one other thing. One other thing. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, Jaguars practice uniforms? These I have the uniforms. They look to yeah. me. I looked at. You know, first thing I thought was they look like practice uniforms. You know, very very. Totally nondescript. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're trying to send. If they're trying to send a message, I guess I don't get it. Hey, you know, um, you know, the Jaguars. They they seem like they change jerseys every year, and, and um, are, are they changing helmet colors or, or something? You know, are they yeah. going back to? They, they can't go old school too far back because the team is not that old. You know. So the I, original uniforms I always felt were the best ones. Some of us always say, say that, yeah. And I I don't know if I like that blue on blue with the Jaguars. Just not sure if I I like the blue on blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to uh, what I read on the internet today, the black on black is the best one out of the six color combinations, which means the other five you can uh, put them in the dumpster. <laughs> but like I said, with honest guy, first time I looked at, it, I said, you know, it looks like practice uniforms. You know, they're just nondescript. You know, uniforms. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye out on those uniforms, man. Yep. Yeah, hey, well, buddy. I'm not gonna buy one. So. Come on now, come on. You know, people love gifts as uniforms. They don't care what they look like. You can get them one from six years ago. They'll think it's a, a throwback, and you, they're still good with it. You know what I'm saying? We love uniform jerseys as uh, fans. We don't care what the team is. If it's, a, if it's a jersey, I don't know. Some of these Patriot fans, they get a little testy. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't, don't get them a Jaguar jersey or nobody else's jersey. They get a little testy. But most just fanatics like me, it doesn't matter. You get me a, a shirt, I don't wear jerseys. But if you get me a shirt, I'm wearing it. I don't care if it's the Browns or the Titans or the <laughs> Bengals or the Jaguars or the Ravens, the Cardinals. It don't matter. It don't matter. I'm still going to wear it. What, hey, what, what, player's name, what, what player's name would be on it? I don't. I don't like to represent nobody's name but mine, and I really don't <laughs> like my name on the back of my shirts. You know yeah. what I mean? So just have, just put the Ravens on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't care how small it is either. It could be just real small or real big. Don't matter. If you give it to me, I'm wearing it. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of stuff here from uh, uh, the the early Jaguars. I, I was a season ticket holder the first five years, 
And like at the first game, I still got the uh, plastic Coca-Cola cup for the first game at uh, Altel Stadium. I got sitting up here in the cupboard. I use it once in a while. I've got sweatshirt. I got caps, visors. But then they, they you know, when they stopped playing, you know, during that, that period when they weren't playing well, I, it's kind of like I put all this stuff in mothballs, and now I'm gradually bringing it back out again. <laughs> you are you are a true Jaguar fan, man, and we well, and you yeah, gotta you love know, it. I supported them uh, in the beginning. My problem was it was real hard for me to get to games, home games on Sunday, because I actually work on. Well, at the time I was working on Sundays, and uh, I'd have to scramble, get everything done, get in the car, drive up there, see the game, you know, which was fine when they were winning. But as soon as they went into that. Uh, into the tanks, so to speak. That's when I said, that's it. I'm done. Wow. You know, um, I, at one point, I had a hookup over there at the Jaguar Stadium where I got to sit in the skybox like every Saturday, every Sunday for the games. And it yeah. was unbelievable to have the people bring you, bring you, bring you all of this great food. The great food was in this booth. Sit down. You can either sit inside or outside. And it and every around the fourth quarter, the lady would come by and ring a bell and say, "The dessert tray is here." Oh, I thought that was so sweet, baby. <laughs> uh, I thought I was so small, man. The dessert tray is here. Oh yeah, but uh, that was that was a good hookup over there at Jaguar Stadium, man. And um, ah, I got to thank a lot of people if I start thanking one person for that. Hey, Van, man, but um. I really think the Jaguars are on their way. I think Bortles is has gained a lot of confidence from the playoffs from last year, taking his team two two games deep into the playoffs. I think if Leonard Fournette can stay healthy, big. I think that's big. They uh, won two games. Yeah, he's. I think he's uh, broken through the wall, and it'd be a shame to ruin the chemistry. And I really think the Jaguars are probably going to find. A running back somewhere in this draft. Don't be surprised if they find somebody like that kid, Mark Walton, University of Miami. They really? bring him in here um, because he is a hard runner. He's fast. He's aggressive. Um, Tom Coughlin wants someone that's 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 going to be running almost like um, Fournette because they're not going to change their offense a lot. They're going to run the ball on first and second, first down. Uh, try to throw those quick passes. They're looking for. I, I could see them signing another running back with with ease. That would be an easy. Was this guy big? Yeah, he's about. Oh, I say he's around over not two twenty, two fifteen, two twenty. Um, and he's about six. I would. I think they need a need somebody down around the gold lines. As good as Fournette is, you know, when you get down to the one or two yard line, he can be stopped. And. Well, uh, I think he needs like a Legarrette Blunt, you know, somebody like that, some two hundred and fifty pound stud. I hey, I could see that too, you know. But I, I could see the Jaguars taking a, uh, a running back with ease. Yep. Well, hey, man, we got to take a commercial break, man. But thanks for calling. Don't be a hey, stranger. I'll be Here, back. Every, now we're getting time. back into uh, football. I'll be talking to you more. Appreciate it, man. Hey guys. Okay. Thanks take care. This is What's on the We're going to take a quick commercial break. Boys, 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on, buddy? It was going on, Daryl. Just got back from a wonderful weekend down in Miami, uh... University of Miami alumni uh, annual alumni gathering, and it, I had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful two days. It was excellent. Matter of fact, you know what I'm talking about because you were right there with me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, it was awesome, man. I, I love. I'm gonna tell you, I've been going to that thing for over 20 years. Uh, every every year, usually second weekend, third weekend, some point in April, we have an annual reunion. And Butch Davis started this. I remember when he started it. And, oh, uh, is that right? Butch Davis started it. And I remember when he started it. And we used to, he used to have like a whole hog on the grill. He used to have fish cooking on the grill, steaks on the grill. Man, it was a big deal. He all the drinks you wanted, and we had it right around the corner from the Hex Center where we practice at, at the Hurricane mm-hmm. Club. Oh and wow! Butch, I know. I, I, I never attended one of those. Yeah, and, uh, th- and I and I and I can tell you all the coaches that have done it and how they, how they did it. And uh, I remember when Randy he 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 hosted the annual reunion. Um, uh, um, I remember when um. um Coca, he was there when he hosted it. He did a good job. Um, mm-hmm. 
um, the last coach, I don't think he really did Al a good Gold. job. Al Golden. He didn't have, he didn't really understand the University of Miami tradition. He used to have things like um, pizza and uh, cold cut sandwiches, which is ridiculous. When when Mark wow. Rick had steak, steak and, and uh, grilled chicken at his mm. and which Man, Davis barbecue had ribs, right, and barbecue right. ribs and barbecue chicken on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. did it up. And Randy used to do a really good job, too. So I, I, I applaud Coach Rick um, for doing it and keeping it up and, and, and making it better than the last year, you know, and as, even, as good. Even though I, did, I didn't attend when it first started, you know, I, I really like what Coach Rick is doing now with the U Network. You oh, know, yeah. guys who are guys who are uh, having going through some tough times uh, 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 job-wise, and he's trying to help guys get connected with, with people who can uh, help guys out to get back uh, uh, on their feet. And uh, I really applaud Coach Rick for that. And I think out of everything that, that took place over the weekend, I think that that was the most important thing and, and, and uh, significant thing that he did was to try to connect guys, you know, because, you know, life after football is not easy. Oh, that's really for not sure. Easy. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, I think um, a lot of people don't understand what a, a, a family atmosphere we have at the University of Miami. I'm talking mm-hmm. about guys that played there in the 40s, 50s, 60s, all the way up to 2000, yeah, yeah. man. You know, these today, guys come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. and they come back and they get not only they give to the university, they come back, they support the team, and the university gives to us too. And this program mm-hmm. you're talking about is just another one of the things that they're giving back to the players. They have a what we call a U network, a University of Miami football alumni network group that help former players get jobs. And I mean, and, that, we, and, and some guys have retired from jobs and gotten into gotten involved in the networking group and gotten new jobs. Some guys right, that were down right. and out looking for jobs, needed a job. They went to the new, new you networking event last year, which was a, like a festival kind of event inside. This year they had the same thing. But now we have a website that guys can go on. And, and look for jobs and look for people to contact, counseling, all kind of things. So they don't they it don't, it don't stop on the field with us, and that's what's so yep. good about it, man. That, that's that's the most beautiful thing about about uh, being a hurricane, a former hurricane, is that like you said, uh, the family type atmosphere. And I don't care what era you played in or what years you played, if you were part of that hurricane football team at some point. Guys show love to one another, and that's that's the most beautiful thing about it is that you know we we we're, it's like we're connected. It's 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 like a brotherhood. You know, it's like a fraternity. You ask me, and it is, man. and uh, it it it's it's just it's, it's just <laughs> an awesome feeling to go back and see guys, even guys that you that weren't there when you were there. Uh, this yeah. at your time played ten years or twenty years after you. And and they know that you put on that orange and green, and they like, what's up, my brother? You know, yeah. and, and, and it's and I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic. It's no, just, it doesn't matter, it's, man. It's just a beautiful you know, thing. It's just like you were a hurricane, so you my brother, and I got much love for you. 
That's that's what it's all about, man. I mean, I'm talking about guys like Reggie Wayne and and Edron James and uh, right Russell Maryland. Russell Maryland, Mr. Man, Buck, and you know, you know who, you Mr. know, Daryl, you know who I was so happy to see. I hadn't seen him in years, and that's Rohan Marley. <laughs> Rohan Marley, yeah, he was there. Yeah. You know, yeah, Ro- I mean, yeah, yeah, Rohan was there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's such yeah. a humble guy, man. Easy to talk to, you know, and maybe right. it's because of that brotherhood. He know the comfort level that he is. He's around when he's around all these former players, man. You know what I mean? It's like he, right. he, he, he just let, let his guard right. down. He, he ain't gotta have right. a bodyguard. Right. He ain't right. gotta have he his let his You know right. what I mean? He ain't gotta have his hand on his pistol. Or whatever. <laughs> he know everybody there is family, man. So that's why it's so easy for them guys to talk to you, take time out, you know. And, and it's mm-hmm. and, and you know when you talk to somebody like Chuck Chuck Foreman who played for the Minnesota Vikings four Super Bowl, right. and he mm-hmm. said, "Daryl, man, I used to love to see you play, man. Man, I love. Well, you know that really touched you, man. You know what I'm Chuck saying? Chuck Foreman so, was there. Chuck was there. Yeah, Chuck Foreman was there. Yeah. So oh, yeah, wow. I'm telling you, these these guys are it, it, these these guys are, are, are legendary in our mind. And then you right, think, right. they saw us play at the University of Miami. They, and and by by the time we started playing, we were on TV all the time in the '80s. You know, right? We were there exactly. when that '85 yep. home game streak yeah, started. Yeah, because we, we won started. the change. We won three championships in the '80s. Yeah, and we played for and, three. And should have won more. Yeah. So yeah. So um, it was a lot of guys that Reggie that 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 are just you know they they awesome guys. Cane lovers. Yeah. Hey, but um, before we get out of here, man, we only got about three minutes before we get out of here. Um, what you think about this NBA playoffs? You think LeBron James got a chance to come out of the East? Do you think this kid Embiid is just gonna walk the dog with the East coming out dominate? What's going on in the East? Um, right now, I don't know. They 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 got their hands full with Indiana. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good good uh, final. Uh, uh, I think it's only what's the what's the series now? Yeah, I think it's it's um two two. Uh, with um, right. going going back to Cleveland. Going back. To I don't Cleveland. know. I think they got one more in Indiana, and then they go back to Cleveland. Uh, uh, or they go back to Cleveland. It's two two right now. Right, it's two two. Uh, so they go back to Cleveland. Yep. And and then they'll play one, and then if it has to go, uh, which will go again, then they'll go back to Indiana, and then that'll be six. So it would be a seventh game if it's three three. Uh, that seventh game would be in Cleveland. So right now, I, I think I'm looking. I, I'm, I'm I can I'm guessing that it's going to be seven games. It's I'm probably going to be seven. Go. You think Cleveland coming out? Um, if they have to go back to Cleveland, yes. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Cleveland, they need to cut Christian Kardashian right now. Oh no, I'm sorry. They need to cut Christian Thompson right now. Because them Kardashian, when they get involved in the game, man, it's, it's over, man. It's over. It's over. Yeah, so the, the Cavaliers, they, 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 I think their chance of doing anything is out. They out of gas. I really do. I hate to say it, and I'm, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm pulling for him. I really think that uh, I think, I think uh, Philadelphia 76 is going to come out of the East, but they're not going to have enough experience. They're probably going to get blowed out by the Warriors or 
the Houston Rockets, and I think the Rockets probably gonna take the uh, take the Timberwolves out. They are gonna take them out probably by four one. They're not gonna so win you, no more games. You, so you think uh, Philly will beat um, Toronto? I think Philly will beat Toronto. Because oh, okay. yeah, because um, Toronto's too. They still too. They took they too helter skelter, man. You know, um, DeRozan, he's a heck of a player, no doubt. But but um, his running mate is just not um, Lowry, Kyle Lowry. He's mm-hmm. he's so he's so helter skelter up and down. You know, he goes 0 for 9, then, then maybe in the second half he may hit three quarters. And that's just not that's just not enough consistency for uh for for them to make it out of the East. And I just don't think they, they have it yet. Well I, I, I think that if if um Toronto does end up playing Philly in for the uh Eastern Conference Championship, I think Toronto would take them. That's just my, my opinion, you know, that's I think uh, Toronto will, will beat uh, in seven games. I think they'll win four out of seven before uh, before Philly. So I like Toronto in the East, and I like Houston in the West. Those are my picks. I really hope Houston does come out of the West. And um, that would be a, a, a pretty good series to watch, you know, Toronto and, and, uh, and Houston. Um, yeah. But I really think Philly is going to be my team out of the, out of the East. East. And I and I think mm-hmm. um I don't think I don't think Steph Curry's coming back this year. But I still mm-hmm. think the Warriors will have enough to win the uh, the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And if Kevin Durant gets to the NBA finals, I think he'll he'll be enough by himself almost to um to win the championship. That's just what I think. Reggie, we gotta get out of here, man. Thanks for calling. Okay. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. And it's so good seeing you, man, down there at the University of Miami uh, reunion weekend. Likewise, my brother. And I'll talk to you next week. Always. Peace. All right. Bye. You know, we were talking earlier in the show about the, uh, the winningest coach in, in Division One history. And, um, and and Eddie Robinson was the winningest coach in, in, in college uh, football history. And that was behind Joe Paterno. And Joe Paterno actually took... T- um, took the lead over uh, Eddie Robinson, but um, because of there were some games taken away from Coach Paterno in 2015, um, they had to vacate some of his lo- some of his wins, which took Eddie Robinson back to the top. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We're on Sports Info UM Radio, on Voice America Radio, and thanks for listening to the Sports Info UM Show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.